Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Traumatized. So I'm going to talk about something that I think is finally time. Uh, it's been, uh, well, close to a year, uh, about 10 months since I started this ep- this actual podcast, uh, the show specifically. And at the time that I had started it, which was April 1st, I had been only three months, well, yeah, about three months since the relationship with my abusive ex-girlfriend had ended and only a month into moving from the house to where I am now. And I re... The things that I recall in that time frame from that point to today is how difficult it was to not think about her in, in any kind of manner whenever some situation would, would arise. And it could have been pretty much anything, you know, like... I would be in the house uh, or here, sorry, where I live, cooking and making dinner and either starting to work on the on the food that I was preparing or, you know, making a mistake with something that didn't quite turn out right. And immediately my the first thoughts that I would have would be memories of her being extremely unfair when and judging me on the fact that I had made mistake. Like, you know, it wasn't the first time that I had made an error while trying to cook the dinner. And I was being held at very high standards because she wanted to make sure that it was cooked just absolutely perfect. Uh, no errors, no mistakes. And it felt like I had a I had very difficult time kind of holding myself to that standard and being successful. And so I would always make errors and screw up and either cook it a little too much or I'd put a little... Like I think the biggest the biggest one was the fish, and I would put too much salt on the fish, and according to her, it would like make it uneatable, right, or inedible, because you wouldn't be able to. She couldn't eat it without it tasting way too salty, and she got angry, or she would you know she would get overly critical and kind of ridiculous. I'm sure if you've been in a situation like that where you had a partner who was overly critical and always got angry at you for mistakes that you made that were, you know, accidental, obviously. You're not, you're not, you know, permanently or purposefully making the mistakes. And it would kind of, well, for me, it would, it would, cause me to be extremely cautious when making the food and it would be like triggering every time I would screw up <laughs> you know I, I would just get I'd get overwhelmed and I'd start to feel bad about it and then all I would be able to do is think about like the things and the times that she had gotten angry at me and all the unfair you know, treatment that I had been receiving for such a long time. And the the amount of time that it took for me to get kind of move forward, right? And and make some progress from always having myself get triggered or when something would go wrong. I, you know, and it was perfectly innocent. I would, you know, get upset and then I would start to think about her. And that would, of course, be triggering because the last thing I would be wanting to do is think about her while I'm living on my own. It's like 
I keep, I can't even be apart from her without her affecting my life, like being in control of my life. Like this is the first time that I had lived with a woman uh, in my life and the experiences that I had in the nearly, well, two, almost two years. Well, actually, no, it was just over two years. In the time frame that we lived together, it was, well, actually, no, it wasn't quite two years. But anyways, I'm just getting off track here. There was so much ridiculous abuse, and a lot of it was emotional abuse and manipulation and judgment and attacking on her behalf. When I, I remember when I moved out, I, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I have never been involved in something like this. So I didn't know if moving out of the house and getting into my own place would like be immediate freedom. And I would be like, recovered and and be feeling great about myself again and it'd be like it was almost kind of like as if it had never happened the only thing that was let was there was that i had memories that you know don't go away as hard as you are trying to forget about them and move forward it's extremely difficult because they're there they're like built into your into your brain right all those neurons inside your mind that grow and, and, and are produced and develop every time you get a new memory or you, you are involved in a situation where it's a, a good, positive, you know, instance in your life or if it's a negative, abusive one that is horrific and traumatizing. And so they're there and they're not exactly just going to go away. Now, if you work real hard and you focus on your day to day and you focus on the positives, right? Like you go to you you go to your job, you try to meet up with your friends and have good experiences and try to like avoid falling into the traps, then you eventually start to forget about the memories. Like they're they're going to be there, they're in the back of your mind. And that's the, that's the sad reality of complex trauma is that you can have triggers that will kind of suddenly bring them back and they're in the forefront of, of your mind and you don't really have any control over whether or not they're going to appear. And that's the sad truth about this is that you can work as hard as you want and do all the things, go to therapy, go to maybe do a hypnotist, maybe go and go away for a month, you know, if you can afford to, to leave your job for a month and go away and, and have a different lifestyle for a long time. It might feel like you're, you're forgetting and you're moving forward and you've, you're beginning to heal and, and you're not going to experience the, the triggers anymore. And, and relive the the traumatic events that you went through but reality is as soon as you come back you know you, you go into real back to to normal life and you go back to your job and you live in daily situations and you are doing the things that you know like for me cooking making meals which i I had to do quite often in the house just due to the way our schedules were and you know the abuse that would occur from the judgment and the attacks and the unfair you know things that were said to me after and while doing the cooking it's I had you know I can't just not cook I'm or I'm going to starve right I have to eat and I can't afford to eat out or you know, go to a fast food joint or buy food at a restaurant and have it delivered or go and eat at the restaurant all the time. I'm going to be broke in no time if I do that, especially the way prices like inflation and prices have been for the last couple of years. There's no way that you can do that. Like groceries are expensive as, as it is. And you have to learn how to 
you know, make your money spread as far as it's, as it can go and still have a positive number in the bank account by the time the next month arises. And well, that's besides the point, but so I had to, you know, I had to fight through these things. I had, I had to cook and prepare my meals and make these mistakes and Sure, yeah, I had memories that would pop up in my head about all the different times that, you know, especially if I was if I did make a mistake while I was preparing the meal, you know, here by myself, that I would I would have a triggering effect and relapse into, you know, the memories of of what she did to me. But I had to I I'm had no choice because in order for me to survive and to eat and to and to get through day-to-day life that was something i had to do i didn't have anybody else to cook for me and i didn't have the money to spare to eat out all the time so it there's there are all these things that were happening right like i would i'd be watching a tv show or, or a movie, and it would just happen to be a show that reminded me of her. Or there'd be like items that I have, like that I own in the house or in this place that are either from her or have in some way significant meaning with her. And <clears throat> in order, like sometimes you have memories that pop up and you... Like I, it would be, it'd be traumatizing and re-triggering because of the fact that my mind would start to spiral out of control and think about her and think about all these things that were occurring, right? Like I, I remember instances and they would like of the time that she would be abusive to me and it would just repeat in my mind. And so you know, I'm laying there at 1130 at night trying to go to sleep. And my mind has a tendency to to wander while I'm trying to sleep. Because it's when my mind, I, I, I guess this has always been, it has always been that way with me throughout my entire life is that my mind will wander instead of calm down and go into rest mode, which, you know, led, leads to, to falling asleep my mind would wander and start to think about things. And often I would think about her in memories. And like I said, it would just be all of a sudden I would get a, it would just like then one of the memories would be something that occurred. And then I would just be, my mind would be all over it. And I would be feeling things like uh, I'd be feeling shame and I'd be feeling anger and sadness and regret. And then all of a sudden I'd be having thoughts of like, and it wouldn't last long, but there still would, would be there where I'd be thinking about if I could fix things or maybe, you know, like communicate with her and maybe I could show her how I've improved, blah, blah, you know, all the, all these things that you could come up with that are utterly ridiculous, but yet your brain thinks about them. And it's not, it's not because you're thinking about it, right? You're, you're not actually legitimately saying to yourself, I want to go back. I, I want to see if I can fix this and make this work again. Especially after realizing for such a long time and coming to a conclusion and, you know, solidifying and, and saying, yes, this is, this is a right choice. And I have understood this thoroughly that it's, there's no way in hell I'm ever going to go back. I don't want to relive all this. I don't want to experience any of that trauma again. It's, it's, it's actually the trauma and the, and those child parts that are the ones that are actually thinking these ridiculous thoughts. And it's up to the adult of me to sit back and say, no, 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 no. That's I, I, I realize why you think this but this is not really a good idea and you should not be doing that. That's not the way to do this. You need to avoid that at all costs and you need to find a way to go forward. And like, 
in the in the ten months since I've been making this podcast, and a lot of it has been my own experiences with trauma and all the problems that have occurred and you know the stress and the anxiety and the the pain that I've gone through it's all because of her and of all it's all been focused on what I've done and the, and what I am currently working on but in those 10 months the progress that has been made and then some relapsing where you, you know where you just as when you think you're starting to make progress and you're starting to feel that things are starting to feel normal and you and you think maybe I can do this again then you have a relapse and it's not exactly easy to just know exactly what caused the relapse but I often had these relapses so it would be like a a roller coaster I guess you could say if you if you put the roller coaster on a piece of paper and you draw a typical roller coaster it goes up and then down really steep and then you climb up and then you get to the top and then you're there for a bit and then it goes screaming back down right and of course like a roller coaster it's a slow climb well especially at the beginning you climb up slowly you build you build you build because gravity's pulling you back and it takes takes time for you to get up to the top and then of course you get to the top and then you get to the peak and now gravity is working with you and there is nothing to well except for the the way the roller coaster set up but whatever it it has no resistance so it goes screaming down so it's the same way when it comes to rising and falling making progress and falling backwards right it takes a long effort, hard work, and time to get up that hill to make progress and to feel like you're going somewhere and you're healing and getting better. But it takes absolutely no time at all and very little effort for you to come crashing back down when something triggers you. And and that, you know, that spot at the top of the of the roller coaster. You know how you're on there and you're anticipating the fall? Like you, you, you finally feel level, but you know in a second or two you're going to go down. There's that, there's that part where you, it, you start to feel like, this is amazing. I am great. I feel awesome. I think I'm going to finally be able to move on. And then just as you start to experience it, you're gone. You're running down that that roller coaster super fast, and it's an abrupt, and it's and it almost feels like you're crashing. That's what it's like. The journey towards the healing from the abuse and the trauma in a relationship can, when you relapse, it's a such a, it's an abrupt crash, and. A lot of times, especially if it was horrific and really painful, it can make you just fall apart. And then it takes days, some you know, days and days for you to, to start to get back up on your feet and start that climb again. And then you say to yourself, Well, I'm not gonna make that mistake again. I'm gonna I'm gonna avoid that one. But you don't necessarily know what it is that you need to avoid. So I, I moved along. I went through spring and I got into the, to the summer months and I was trying my best to not think about her. But there were many times where situations would come up and I'd be with a friend. Uh, the two of us would be hanging out and she and I would have discussions. You know, we, sometimes we would talk about what's going on. And then sometimes we wouldn't, I, you know, we would just talk about like work or things that we're doing for fun. And it would, it would be a, a good night. And at the end of the evening, I would feel good, but then I would get home and my brain would suddenly start to, it would get, there'd be two things. Like it would be like a mix of emotions that would be, that would come into play. And it would be a mixture of, 
like infatuation or happiness or like, you know, when, when you, when you start to think about someone and you go, she's so nice and she, or, and she's so lovely and it would be really nice to get to know her more, or maybe I could, we could be in a relationship together. You know, you start to think about all these, these great thoughts and these ideas, but because of, of your past, and because so I was, I'd get that great feeling, but then I'd have my inner voice come crashing in, and it would start start you know creating all sorts of self doubt and and negative negative thoughts and negative feelings and saying, but you're just gonna if if even if you manage to find a way to get into the relation to a relationship of any kind with this person, you'd wreck it. You would do just what you did before. And in a way, it was like my ex-girlfriend was the one that was having the conversation as my inner voice to me, creating all this self-doubt and tearing me down and making me think there's no way I can do this. I'm a bad person. I'm just going to screw up again. Like she said, I would, you know, lucky to be with her. And if anybody else would never put up with this bullshit, blah, blah, blah. So that's what it that's what was going on. And so then for the rest of the evening, I would feel horrible, right? I'd be angry and I would feel hurt and I'd feel miserable and sad and frustrated because I'm believing what the inner voice is telling me that I'm not, I'm not capable of doing this, that I'm never, I'm just going to ruin it and I'm going to make things horrible. And it's a, and it's a terrible feeling. You know, you, you feel good about somebody and and you think you say to yourself she's such a nice she's such a nice girl she's she's smart she's she really knows how to you know how to carry herself she's got all this experience and she's a, a leader and she's got a great job you know all these things that that make someone an attractive person and on top of it she's she's very beautiful and you know, you you sit there. Now here's this roller coaster, and if you want to put it on this way, it, the ro- I'm on the roller coaster again. I have all these great thoughts, and it's a slow build, and you're thinking nice, and and it's and it's good feeling, and you think about all these the, the great stuff that that could that could come from this relationship, and then just as you're getting to the top, and you start to think, yeah, this could be. And then the inner voice comes on and you're just running down towards the bottom of that roller coaster and it's all negative and you're self-doubting and the judging and the, and that voice is saying, no, you're just going to screw this up. You're going to hurt her and then you're going to be alone. You're going to be miserable, blah, blah. You know, it just, it, it just crushes you and it wants to grab, it wants to reach into your chest and grab your heart and squeeze it and just destroy it. And that's, and then you're for the rest of the evening, and even maybe the next day, you're feeling angry, like you just want to fucking kick something or scream. And so I end up, and and the thing is, is what I end up, what ends up happening, is I'm getting extremely angry at my ex girlfriend. I have no means of contacting her. I, you know, I, no, I could, but I'm not going to. I'm an adult. And I know that there are things you just don't do, but that's besides the point. But I'm extremely angry at her, and I'm, I all, I'm saying to myself, "Oh, I wish I could run into her at the store, or I wish there was some way that we'd come across each other's path, and how I'd rip her, you know, give her shit, and 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 tear her a new one." All you know, I'm, I'm getting, I'm so angry at her, and then you know, you just. The moment passes, and you know, you take about a half hour or so, and I'm and I'm recovering, and I don't feel it anymore. And then you, st- I, and then what I would start doing is I'd start to reflect on, on everything, right, and start to realize that okay, yeah, it, and it doesn't take long, you know, it's it's not like I'm I'm having a hard time convincing myself of this, but I realize that. I am in no position 
at that point to be thinking about any kind of relationship that has any, you know, like responsibility that is involved in that. And it's just not doable. Sure, it's disappointing. And, you know, you, you, you have to accept the reality of the situation, but you realize in the long run that it's, that this is the right thing. This is, this is, you don't want to do something. You know, I, I have a relationship, uh, like a friendship relationship with this person. She's, she's an extremely close friend of mine and I've known her for a very long time. And we talk about things uh, in each other's lives that not, it don't just doesn't exactly get discussed with everybody. And, We've got a lot, we've built a lot of trust and a lot of care about each other. And we would do anything for one another if, it, if we ever needed to. And it would be the worst thing in the world if I wanted to, if I got into a relationship with this person and it was a completely the wrong time. Because if, if I were to, if I wasn't healed and I, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't done enough work to feel truly ready to be in any kind of relationship, I could ruin something amazing. And then I'm not only lost like a new, uh, like a girlfriend again, and I'm back to square one, I would lose a, a, an amazing friend. And now I'd be even more alone because I'm down another friend right? I have nobody to talk to. I can't go back to her. It's just, that's, that's a long time gone thing now, if that's, if that happened. And so I'd be even worse. And I, you know, it takes a number of situ of times to have these erratic and, you know, illogical feelings about somebody or irrational feelings. And then to come to realize in your mind that, the reality is not as good as you hoped, but there's, it's, it doesn't mean it's the end of the world. You have to look at all the positives from it. And when you do, and you realize that there's a lot of benefit to this, of having, you know, not getting into a relationship with somebody when you're not ready, especially someone of that capacity and that, and that kind of, situ of relationship that you're in already, it's, it's better to to not do it because until you are ready, there's no, there's no point in even trying or in even thinking about it because it's just, it's just a bad decision and it's a decision based solely on emotion and irrationality. And you're not, yeah. You know, and I'm not thinking with a cool head, right? Like I'm not, I haven't sat back and gone over all the, the negatives and the positives and, and, and why I should and why I shouldn't and the, the outcomes, I, hadn't, I haven't done any of that. So I need to do that before I even think about it. So it is, it is something that has occasionally come up, but I need to, I've never acted because I am responsible enough and I've healed enough to know that it's, it's just not the right time. Now the other thing is, is I don't I don't really know today when the right time is. I'm it's not something that's suddenly just going to show up on your calendar and say today's the day to be ready and go date or to to try and find that new partner. Here's your date. No, that's not how it works. It's it's kind of something you know when you know, right? When you feel it it, it just shows up. It's, and sometimes it can happen when you're not expecting it and it just feels right. It's, it's an interesting dilemma. And unfortunately, I haven't exactly been through a lot of that. So it's in some way I'm looking forward to the feeling in some way I'm not. So anyways, continuing on with this, I, in the last couple months, now, December, of course, is a month where you get to hang out. Well, at least I do. I get to hang out with my family during Christmas time. And it's a good 
feeling, you feel happiness, I feel joy, and I get to reflect. And besides, I love Christmas, so I, I like the whole idea of the tree and the presence and the lights and the music and all the movies. So it's a good time. And I, get, I take a couple of weeks off and I get to hang out with the family and not really do much except enjoy Christmas. And there was, it was every year at Christmas time, especially towards the end of the holidays, uh, I do, I think I talked about this in an episode previously, I do experience a lot of anxiety because I've always had in the back of my mind during the holidays, the understanding and then and the knowledge that these holidays eventually end like it, it and, and and it's over before you know it it feels like boom christmas time christmas day boom you're opening presents and and then before you know it it's it's the first of the of the new year and you're back to work and it's back to the regular every day and so i was feeling this this anxiety and i'm trying to do my best and it had been first time in three years that I had not spent a Christmas of some sort with my ex-girlfriend. And so there was that on top of everything. And I just remember how, how sad and how, like how much I did not want it to end. And it, it gave me an opportunity to reflect on a number of things that I hadn't really had an opportunity to do in the past. And mainly because I was kind of short-sighted and I didn't, I wasn't, I hadn't grown. I didn't have a lot of growth personally and mentally in that, in, in the time frame previously. And I was doing a lot of thinking like a lot of, well, not out loud thinking, but kind of memories in my head and thinking about all the good times that I had spent like at past Christmases. And, and, and then I was thinking about my future. And I remember the thoughts that were in my head this time that were, that were kind of, turning around, going in a, in, in a sort of an obsessive manner, but still in a controllable way. I just remember thinking to myself how I'm, I need to do some changes. I need to make some important decisions in my life that will be more beneficial to me as a person. I need to focus more on my life and my growth rather than worrying about external forces. You know, my ex-girlfriend, my friend, uh, like trying to find a relationship, like all these things that were kind of stuffed in there, all fighting one, one another, trying to be the center of attention. And none of it was working. So I... I had to make this kind of, it wasn't like an official resolution where I'm like declaring it and writing it down saying, from this day forward, I am going to focus on me and do things for me and just make a, you know, declare it to the, to the audience. It was more of just a, it's, it's inside myself going, I'm, I need to do more for myself. I need to work on things that, make me happy or do do things that I, I haven't done in a long time. Now I have, it, it's, it hasn't been a hundred percent successful yet. Like there are, are some things that I'm working on. Some of it has just been struggling with getting back into the groove in the new year that has come and gone. And I did have a bit of a relapse last weekend because I just, I had had a really rough day and I was just, I don't know, something felt off. It felt wrong. And I needed to have, I needed to have a discussion. I needed to talk with someone. 
So I did. I talked with my friend, uh, the same one. And we were just talking about, like I was, I was saying that I, I'm, I struggle with authentic, authenticity and being authentic, being real to myself and towards others and not trying to fake things or pretending instead of, you know, which, which unfortunately a lot of people can see through and can, you know, will know immediately that you're not being authentic, you know, or you're just trying to pretend or you're just, you're just doing whatever just to, to avoid controversy or to make others happy. And the discussion really helped because it made me feel understood. It made me feel like I was like someone was, was hearing me out and was able to, to show me a path. And what happened was, is that it was kind of interesting because that very same week that I was going into, I happened to have a therapy session coming up on the Thursday and it, I had a busy week. I remember I had to, I was going ice skating with, with my friend, the, the same friend, and we hadn't been able to see each other for almost a month because she had been sick and struggling to recover. And then it got super cold where, where we lived. It, it got to like the almost to minus 40 Celsius. And that's pretty damn cold. Like for you Americans, that is extremely cold. And I know some of you have experienced it, but oh my God, that was cold. And I just remember finally seeing her and it was such a nice feeling. Like it was, it was great. And we had a, we had a good time and we talked about stuff and, and I did my, you know, I always work hard to make sure that I listen to her and like, and I don't mean just listen, you know, like sitting there with your ears open. I mean, listening and, and, and doing, making the effort to, to truly comprehend what's being told to you. And I learned something new about her that I didn't know. Like I never knew that she played piano, that she took lessons and that she had a grade eight level. And I was so, it was so amazing and so awesome to learn that. And I felt so, I felt special. I felt like I deserved, I was, I was being rewarded by learning about this because I had never, like I, hell, I dated a woman who was a piano teacher and a hell of a good piano player. Like she's, I got to admit, she's a great piano player, a crappy personality, you know, and she needs help, but she's a hell of a piano player. And I had no idea. I had no idea that she was, that this, this person that I've known for holy shit 18 years now i think i had no idea that she that was she had learned to piano back when she was she was young and that was so cool and i felt i felt privileged and i felt special that i got to know this and it was and it kind of you know what it, it the, the funny thing is what it did is it is it all of a sudden it's like it was that you know how sometimes you picture yourself and you're, and you're trying to get a uh, level to level to level. And you're and you have, it's like almost like walking upstairs or you're climbing a cliff and there's that, there's this level up there that you just can't quite get to. And there's, it's almost like it's next to impossible and, or, or you're going to, you have to risk your health or injure, you know, injuring yourself or scraping your knee or your arm or in order to get to that level. And it's going to be a lot of work just to get yourself up once you've managed to grab it. Well, it felt like someone had lowered a rope down and it allowed me to finally get to the next level in my healing. And it was incredible. Like it, 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 it was like it, 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 it told me that I am worth it. I I'm not a I'm not a worthless person. I I do have some self-esteem issues. Yes, you know, I I am working on that. I have a lot of anxiety when it comes to 
meeting new people, especially women, because of my past. But the under, but learning that I have self worth, that I am not alone in this world, and that I des- I do deserve to 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 know things and to have good relationships and and have friends that are caring and respect you for everything and trust you and would put their life on the line or would trust you with their life that is extremely meaningful and very powerful it's an extremely powerful feeling and it doesn't it's not something that just goes away you know i i was i just remember up to the ticket, because I saw her again on Monday, just recently, and up to that point, I had, I had these thoughts in my head. Now, it don't get me wrong; it wasn't romantic thoughts. It wasn't oh, I want to, I'm, I'm in love, or I want to be with her. I, I've got to profess my, my desire to her, and all this bullshit. No, it wasn't that, not at all. I wanted to show my appreciation, my gratitude to her. I, I I wanted to find some way that would be correct, appropriate, and feel authentic to say to her, like to 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 show her that she's got nothing to fear. That she, that because like, she's she she has she's dealt with problems of her own like she has some self esteem issues and she's working super super hard to become a better you know person on her own like you know individually and and be better at at saying no and and setting boundaries and sticking to them and i wanted to i guess i wanted to show her that hey look you're an amazing person you truly are. You know, you're beautiful, you're you're like you're intelligent, you're you're so wise and and you just know how to do these how to do stuff and how to take care of things. And I and then I want I was like wanted to tell her that I like you as you are. I like you today the way you are now. I'm going to support you as I always have, if you want to, you know, every time you want to make choice changes, you want self-improvement, you want to do things that are going to make your life better, I will support you. But I am also going to, I will respect and support any life choice and anything that you decide to do today. Doesn't matter what it is, because I know that you're the kind of person that has, that should be allowed to have that and get rewarded for it. And when I saw her Monday, I I do remember I was I'm like I wonder when I when I sh- if if I can say it today if it's the right time, but it just never did. It never came up. But at the same time, I remember at the end like we went out for a, a like almost an hour and a half walk and I remember at the end of the night I wasn't sitting there going damn it, I wish I had been able to say something. And then feeling awful and, and upset that I'd ever got a chance and that I lost my moment, right? I never felt that. This walk and our time together on Monday has was for the, in, the, in a very long time, it, was, it felt perfect. There was no anxiety. I wasn't feeling like I needed to or that I was there's an inner child or that desire in me to pro- profess how what my feelings are blah 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 you know there wasn't any of that I had a clear mind I had we had an amazing time we talked about things it was really enjoyable and stress-free and authentic and true and it was a, it was an amazing hour and a half and i want more of that i want to experience these kind of events and exp- and situations more often but what was what made me feel so good about this is that i was feeling new 
feelings, new growth, new new stuff that had that it had. I don't know if I had ever felt it before in my life, but it, this certainly was something new and something great and fun, and it was positive. And it made me feel good and I was happy. I didn't come home and suddenly feel bad or, you know, there was no inner voice creating self-doubt and, and, and trying to make a negative situation out of something that was amazing. None of that was happening. I felt good. I, f- I felt like I had made a ton of progress. And it, and it wasn't just something that suddenly just boom was there it 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 happened but it was a, it was a gradual feeling and i was i was so excited the fact that it had, that it occurred and it wasn't like i knew i didn't realize this immediately like it was the next day that i started to I, it suddenly kind of just fell into place and i remember going wow this is this is this is amazing. I've like the amount of growth that I have made, and and a, another friend of mine that is a psychologist and knows her shit. She, I t- I told her about this, and I said I I can't believe I feel like I've I've been I'm growing here. Like I'm finally making a lot of progress, and she agreed with me, and it was amazing. I got, it, I've I think I've had a great week. I have felt emotionally stable. I have felt happy and positive, especially when it comes to how I feel about my situation, um, like my friendship. Like I'm, I understand where I am today and what needs to happen and the steps that I need to take, but I'm not feeling bad about it. I'm not feeling like this is not fair. Why does this have to be this way? Why is it taking so long? I don't know if I can wait. You know, all the, all the negative thoughts and the, and the feelings that you get when when you feel like you don't want to wait anymore. But the, the reality is, is you're not ready for it. I finally am, at least I can tell, I, I'm, I'm not going to say it's over. I don't have to do any more work but I am finally in a place where I can move forward. I can get there. And the thing is, is I have, I have rarely thought about my ex-girlfriend. I haven't had situ- I I can't recall the last time that I was doing something, whether it was with a friend or, or cooking a meal or just watching a TV show where the thought or the memory of her, and it is a negative memory, would come up, and it would it would trigger me, or it would get me obsessed about it and starting to feel bad. It hasn't happened in a while, and I'm not like I'm not getting ahead of myself, but I'm also not letting the negativity creep in and take over. Because I did do I I remember doing a, a an an episode about my inner voice and it wasn't called my inner voice of course but I remember doing an episode and talking about how that inner voice would always come in and I talked about it with my therapist and it was just and it was it's called compassion like having compassion right like learning how to 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 be self-compassionate because my biggest issue was whenever things would go wrong or I'd make a mistake, I'd get angry at myself and I would, I would make it personal, you know, like there's, there's getting angry at the situation, like, oh shit, I broke a plate. That was so stupid. Or oops, I, I burned the dinner, man, that was a dumb thing. There's that kind of anger at yourself. And then there's getting angry at yourself personally, where you're saying, oh, you're such an ass. You're so stupid. You don't. You you just can't get it right. You're such an idiot. Why do you even bother trying? There's that kind of self criticism, and I was always 
well, nine out of 10 times, whenever I'd get angry at myself, I would criticize myself in a personal way and not get angry at the situation that occurred. Instead of getting angry that I, I overcooked the dinner, I would get angry at myself saying, I can't get, I can never do this. This is stupid. You're, you are stupid, right? That's how it would happen. And she was always, she was just talking to me about learning to have self-compassion for yourself, learning to understand the situation better and just try to, you know, have compassion for your own, you know, you're never going to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes. Things are going to go wrong, but don't get angry at yourself. Don't beat yourself up for it. And it all made sense, right? Like I was just, I felt like this was a, an amazing session. And it was, and things have been just like, I feel like I am, I've gotten to the top or I'm getting close to the top of that roller coaster. And now that, that plateau, I am praying and I think it will be, is going to just stay flat. It's not going to go crashing down because I have gotten so far in 10 months that I do feel good about myself. Now I've just got to tune up some things and get it, you know, get into shape mentally and a little do work on a few things and then it'll be ready. And then I just got to figure out a few things out there in the world, but I feel like I can finally combat it and not be afraid of the possibilities that are out there. And I'm looking forward to it. This should be fun. All right. That is the end of this episode. I hope that you enjoyed listening to this. I know it is a bit long and I hope you stay with this or you did stay with it. If you'd like to get in touch with me, there are a number of ways. You can email me. Traumatizedpodcast2023 at gmail.com. You can get in touch with me on social media. There's Twitter. There's Meta, or sorry, not Meta, Threads. There's Mastodon, and there's Blue Sky. These episodes are on YouTube as well. And you can go to my website, www.traumatizedpodcast.23.link. Sorry if that is wrong, but you can search for it and you will find it on Google. (laughs) My brain's a little, it's kind of late. So yeah, um, I would love to hear from you guys. It's always great to, to hear from anybody who listens to the show because I love to hear your own experiences and how you dealt with it. All right. I shall talk to you next week.